playing games with our hearts. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode of Quit Playing Games with Our Hearts, the fun conversational podcast between two pals who like playing games and games that tug at our heartstrings, so to speak. And uh, as always, I have my good pal, Dan, with me. Dan, what's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going, Blake? Back from the desert, as are you. We both yep. made our October treks to the desert. That was yeah, super we did. nice. We did. So Dan and I uh, both went to Vegas uh, at different points of time in the month. Unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately. We missed each other by like two weeks. But uh, it was probably for the best, all in all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My wife probably wouldn't have enjoyed that. Uh, I'm just going to go hang out with Blake for the next three days, have fun on this trip that we're supposed to be taking together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You weren't you weren't scoring any brownie points there. No, and no, I didn't bring no. my camera with me when I went to Vegas, so there's no way I would have made Amber happy. So here we are. Right. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> all right. So today we got a good episode. We got some updates. got some new games we jammed. And I will be taking a trip down memory lane to regale you with one of my best memories from gaming. So, yep, Blake's turn. Yeah. Uh, do you have uh, any? I guess you kind of have updates within your your games you're talking about this week. I just have one update, which I'll quickly talk about. Um, as cool. you know, when we started this podcast, I Pokemans. talked about yeah, Pokemon <laughs> Alpha Sapphire. And Omega Ruby, is that right? Yeah. I have Alpha no Sapphire Omega Ruby. Man. I don't know. One of those. <laughs> Anyways, I I finally beat it. Nice. It was really good. Yeah, I did uh like scheduled basically like twenty to forty minutes every morning when I woke up, just played for a little bit, and it was just an incremental. Like I even put on like like a timer type of thing, aka a Pokemon show that lasted twenty minutes. And <laughs> I would use that as a way to stop Full and it worked version. really well. Nice. Yeah, exactly. So I finally beat it and only to find out that there's huge post-game stuff that is really cool. So now I'm about to go hit up a whole bunch of legendaries. Uh, it's a great game, and I'm uh, trying to get this done before November 19th when the new Pokemon game launches on Switch, which is also a remake. So here we are. Nice. Very nice. All right. I will do my Rocket League update really quick. So... All right. Um, 1v1 rating. I'm now a high diamond one. I've actually uh, stopped going for silly air dribbles every single time, playing a little more conservatively in the ones. And I rattled. I mean, I've been just, I've just been winning a lot more than I've been losing. I've been, I shot up from plat three to, yeah, diamond one, high diamond one, which is a pretty good climb for a couple days. Um, 2v2, sticking around the high champ one, just on the cusp of champ two. And then 3v3 <laughs> hasn't been as good. I'm a diamond three, but I feel underrated. But uh, no, I just like, I've been playing a lot more 2v2 with one of my buddies. And that's how I climb so high in that rank. And then my 3v3 rating has just, I just haven't been playing as much. So it kind of fluctuates a little more. But yeah, so that's a quick update there. Chess update, um, getting about five, five to 10 blitz games in a week. This past week, I had a nice run. Usually it's just like one afternoon. I'll sit there and I'll play like, uh, like pretty much ten blitz games. I played ten blitz games the other day and went seven and three and jumped up a hundred MMR points. Nice. So that felt nice. Yeah, and I like. I mean, seven and three. I was beating people that were around my rating, and then a few people that were like a couple hundred points ahead of me. And they like the games I won. I lost two of the games because I just wasn't moving fast enough. It always takes me like a game or two to get my head around having a three minute clock. Um, 
but once I kind of get my headset in there, my my focus and moving a little bit quicker, I seem to be doing pretty well at um, people around my rate rating, which is, I think I'm like high 700s now, which I still feels like way lower than I need to be, but I just need to play more. Um, and yeah, I'm going to link that straight into my first game. So I ordered Storytime Chess. Uh, it is a game, a board game that teaches children as young as three how to play chess. So my Ooh. my children are four and two right now. So my four-year-old always says she wants to play chess with me, and I started looking like, how do you teach a child this small to do this? And every search I did came up with Storytime Chess. They just have lots of really good reviews, and so I was like, yeah, yeah we'll, go, we'll go for it. So yeah, we're like three. We're on like halfway through the third lesson, so it's pretty cute. Um, it comes with a little storybook. Um, all the pieces have little cardboard cutouts you put in them and it gives them a character. So the two kings, there's King Shaky is the black king and then King Chompers is the white king and King Chompers likes to eat pizza. So like some of the exercises <laughs> you do, you put pizza all over the chessboard and then you have um, your child like one step at a time move the king around and pick up all the pieces of pizza and King Shaky picks up diamonds because he loves diamonds and then you do a little mini game where you each put down um, pizza and diamonds for the other person and you take turns just like in a chess game, moving one space at a time with your kings and trying to pick up all of your pieces off the board before the other person does. It's just so really it's kind cool. of just, like a way of teaching the movement of pieces. Is that the idea? So of it's, this? It, yeah. So it's going to teach. Yeah. So, I mean, it started with kings because kings are pretty, you know, they're pretty pivotal in the game of chess and they're pretty easy to explain since they can just move one, one step in any direction. And yeah, just, there's like a little two to three page story that kind of just, it's kind of a silly story, but at the same time, it's kind of saying like how the King can move and why the King only moves that much. So King Chompers can only move one at a time because he's so full because he eats a ton of food every day. So he's got a big belly and <laughs> can only move one space at a time. And uh, yeah, King Shaky is very afraid of grass, and so he wears pillows on his feet because his entire castle is made of pillows. So he walks very carefully, and that's why he only goes one step at a time. But yeah, so we just started pawns the other night. So just learning like the first move, they can go two spaces. And they just have all these like little mini games that just kind of reinforce this and just kind of teach them and kind of allow you to play like simplified chess, you know, just like the movement so they understand the movement. It's been going pretty good. She's been requesting it. So we just got it on just like two days ago. And each night, like the first night, we just did one lesson. It was just the king. We probably could have done both lessons since it was just another king lesson. But mm -hmm. I stopped it. And then after we did the king second king lesson last night, she said she wanted to keep going. Um, but we only made it about halfway through the next lesson. And she decided she was done. But yeah, so we've learned kings and pawns so far. And it seems to be working pretty well. And Nolan... It's always hanging by and he wants to move the pieces, but he's a little young yet. So nice. But I'm we excited. It's, yeah, it's $50. It's like, it feels like a really good deal as far as like just getting a chess set for $50 is, you know, and they're like bigger pieces. So they're easier to identify and like little cutouts and just the storybook's really nice. And if you really want to go into it after you get done with this, you can order some of their strategy books too. So it sets up puzzles, but. I mean, I can just pull puzzles. I can start a new account on chess.com and be really bad at puzzles. So it gives me easy puzzles on a new account <laughs> so that I can set those up for. Or just, I mean, there's tons of puzzle books out there and children's puzzle books. So 
I don't know that I'll get their $50 like strategy set next, but they do have like further products. If you want to further under like work on your child's understanding of kind of tactics, kind of entry, entry level tactics and everything. But yeah, right now we're learning the pieces and learning that they move. And when you make a move, you have to take your hand off the piece and it just kind of helps reinforce all that. So it's been really fun. She's been really excited and every night she's been asking for it. So it's been cool. Oh man, that's, you love to hear it. Yeah. That's great. So moving on to, I guess, my first game that I'm going to talk about today is a classic game for a Nintendo Switch, and it's called Super Mario Odyssey. It is the first game I bought for it back in 2018 when I got the Switch. And guess what? After three years, I can say I finally beat it. (laughs) And it's not for for three years. That's crazy. It's what? I can't believe the Switch has been out for three years. Oh, it's That's been it's been out longer than that. Like it's it's been out longer than that. I didn't get my Switch right away. I got it like a year or two after it was out. I think it's been yeah, out since been like sixteen long? or seventeen, something like that. Jeez, old. Yeah, and uh, I finally beat it, and it was and it was like most games. I'm literally right at the end, and I just didn't keep with it. So I was like, you know what? Heck, I'm I'm getting this done. So I did it. It was a lot of fun. I really like the way it ended. Uh, it, I think it does have some post-game play, but it doesn't seem to be overly uh, engaging for me. I don't feel drawn to try and do any of the other stuff. But some really neat things about this game, if you're not familiar with it, is that it has a hat component that you're wearing. And it's like your hat is another creature slash character that you that's playable in the game. And you can throw your hat at things, and then you embody whatever you throw the hat on, and it suddenly gets this like Mario mustache and has a Mario hat, and it's... Uh, has different moves that are unique to that creature that you've possessed. And usually Kirby, Kirby meets Mario. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and you kind of need those characteristics to solve the puzzle of that level that you're on. That's usually why they exist in that time. And there's all different things. Like at one point you inhabit a T-Rex and go stomping around and smashing things, which is like (laughs) my favorite one. And then there's like, you know, the, um, the big bad bullets that that get shot out you get to inhabit one of those and fly around and then you explode at the end so it's uh it's it's really well thought out and interesting because you're you're basically having a lot of classic characters that have been in the franchise of super mario since back into the nes days and now you get to actually be them for a for a, a portion of the game so that's that was really cool and then it had this really cool play style to it as a result and this like very nostalgic feeling, which I enjoyed because Mario 64 is probably like my favorite Mario game I've ever played. I thought it had like the most interesting like story versus, uh, I guess, technological advances within the game that were really neat. And this really embodied that really nicely. And not only that, this had this really unique thing where you would suddenly go through like one of the green portals. And when you go down the pipe, you come out the other side and it's actually instead of being a 3d it's like a flat nes style mario game within the game <laughs> nice. you're playing and it was just really cool to have these little moments within the game that were kind of throwbacks to other things so i really enjoyed the game for that reason and i highly recommend it if you are a mario fan and you have not played it on the switch yet because it is fantastic yeah and i see that the new switch is coming out with the better screens and everything it starts to become tempting again, but man, I don't know. I'm also the kind LED. of holding off for the, uh, yeah, kind of holding off maybe for the Steam Deck. That's kind of got me excited. I mean, if you wait 
wait till both your kids are older, and then I think the Switch will be more appreciated too, and you can probably sell it as like, hey, the kids are going to play it too sort of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're getting pretty close, but yeah, we've got all the old systems out in the garage. We go out there every once in a while and play some original NES and Super Nintendo. Oh, heck yeah. What's your next game, Dan? Cool. Let's go to your poker in Vegas, Vegas Tales. I can kind of tie on to that a little bit. Oh, okay, so yeah. Stories because one, one of the games... The what? I said I probably should have played like some card games. I I played a few slot machines. I'm not much of a gambler. Like me and my wife go to Vegas mainly just to be in a nice place with lots of good food options and a pool and warm weather. <laughs> right. Kind of I'm our, with you on that one. Go to a couple shows. So I, we, I mean, we walk through the casinos to get to the shops and the restaurants or just to look around just because that's a pretty it's pretty pretty cool place i mean like just i'm a fan of it yeah 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 and you can get so many different regionalized um foods and stuff and by regionalized foods i mean like giordano's pizza a chicago-based pizza place that's out there in vegas and garrett's popcorn which is also another chicago and i'm I'm a big fan of chicago foods yeah i was gonna say being able to (laughs) get it on the west coast chicago things yeah there's like nathan's hot dogs from the east coast is out there and a bunch of the food courts and stuff so you can just kind of you know kind of get these different regional flavors in vegas yeah i think regionally when you said that i was thinking regionally like from around the world regionally no so no, I'm just the United <laughs> you States, went way think, more narrow than i did no no they <laughs> i think they pretty much focus on what us you know the primary <laughs> visitor eats which is kind of fun okay. you kind of get a get a u.s wide smorgasbord of fast food and different high a little bit higher end sit down not higher end sit down i don't know I, yeah, my culinary exploits sure are good. definitely more worldly than you all say <laughs> probably <laughs> so I hadn't played poker in probably like two or three years, like from when I went. And I can proudly say I did not leave with less money than I came with. I actually left with uh, quite a bit more than I came with, which was nice. Nice. Yeah. um, So I hadn't played poker in a while, like I said. And normally I would play limit poker, but they've kind of phased that out, I guess, with COVID and everything. So, I mean, I would always play no limit when I was playing like a a buy-in for a tournament, but I never just played like cash no limit games. For some reason, I was weary of it. But turns out I'm actually pretty good at it. So uh, I was was pretty (laughs) stoked. I just uh, stayed patient, had some drinks and had really cool moments and and there were some nights when we had some really fun players in when i say fun i mean they didn't really know what they were doing and misplayed like crazy and it <laughs> provided a lot of entertainment as it's well like, as like hair pulling so, so moments for people i was gonna say there's two sides to that when there's somebody that doesn't know what they're doing at the table and they're playing like every single hand where they're playing like two sevens like i yeah. went to a my man camp that i like to call it and we had a poker night and i got busted by a guy that literally just played every single hand it didn't matter what his cards were but every single time he would get something on the river that was exactly what he needed like i busted out oh, man i think i busted out to like a three seven unsuited and i'm just like <laughs> yeah i can't uh... i can't beat that when you get a three seven i i think he went like two pairs of threes and sevens or something it was just silly it it happens though and yeah so some people are getting so mad and they're like literally like you can't like yell at the players so they're just like looking at the ceiling and and having this uh this nice monologue with themselves about how poker should be played and it was just it was just so entertaining to be around that i'm just like laughing and then eventually they're like i can't be here anymore and they just get up and left which is so funny um 
but I had a couple of good moments where I had like pocket aces one time and this person uh, was really going hard at me and like I was I was playing like not super aggressively with the aces and this person like raised me like like triple or quadruple what I was putting in and I called side aces and it was pre-flop and the flop comes like nothing and then so I do like another like strong bet and they go like over top like double me and I was like okay so I just followed that up with going all in and they had pocket kings so uh felt bad for them because no kings came and uh i doubled up my stack which was which was quite nice and they proceeded to leave the game for 30 minutes <laughs> so uh that was funny and then one other tale i i really enjoyed being there was um this new dealer came and the first hand they deal me they flipped a card on the deal okay Ooh. and what's the card they flip guess that it's, it's gotta be an ace it was an ace. The first card yeah. they flipped me was an ace, and everyone was like, oh. So then they deal me my next card, and I look at my cards, and suddenly now I have pocket queens. So <laughs> I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. So so it comes around to me to bet, and I like bet strong, and everyone was like, what the heck? Like You just had an ace show, and you're still betting strong? So everyone was like weirded out, and then and then um, someone called me, though, and then the flop came, nothing like that could beat me was there. So... I pushed a little bit stronger than everyone folds. And then I, I obviously showed at that point. Cause I was like, this is kind of a weird situation. I know you guys are probably curious. So I showed the Queens and it was, uh, it was, it was good times. So, uh, I really enjoyed yes. playing poker. It was a lot of fun. Hadn't done it in a long time. And uh, I really enjoyed playing the no limit. So, so let me ask you a couple of questions. How many nights did you play? It sounds like you played a few nights and what was like the, what were the, what was small blind, big blind at these tables? Uh, it was one, three. It was one three small blind big blind and I played three three nights yeah I played three nights I lost twenty five bucks my first night and then I basically doubled up the next two nights <laughs> nice yeah, but I bought Man. in for the same amount regardless of doubling up I still bought in for the same amount sure 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 yeah I should I should have went and sat at a poker table I thought about it I there I had some time to do it I played a few slot machines because. My dad, my dad will go to the casinos every once in a while. There's some around Nebraska. There's some Native American land nearby, and the uh, Council Bluffs across the river in Iowa has casinos. And he'll sit at a slot machine for a couple hours, and he seems to. We hear about the wins, <laughs> <laughs> not the losses. Um, just <laughs> yeah. So he does it every once in a while. But man, I have no like that is not fun to me. I lost I think like forty four dollars to a slot machine like through the trip. Like every once in a while, if we were like somewhere like waiting for a show to start, just like oh, I'll throw a twenty dollar bill in and see what happens. And like less than six minutes later, it's all gone. And it's just like huh. <laughs> oh man, I I had a different experience because I was playing slots and there was this Game of Thrones machine in the casino and it's this i went to the same one every time like exact same seat like same same machine and i think i won like 250 at this one <laughs> machine in two different times but it was a really tricky machine because the way it played is you would lose really fast so and then you would go on a crazy run like i had one time where it won like 300 in like and I was playing the one cent slot. It wasn't like a twenty five cent or a dollar or anything like that. And it just it would just suddenly hit these crazy games, and it was like so great to watch because it's like so cinematic. It's one of those you know it's really interactive <laughs> yeah, machines. Yeah. And oh, I but when I first started off, I literally lost like forty bucks before it hit. And then when it hit, it hit like two hundred and fifty, and I was like, whoa! So it was pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, I was kind of guessing maybe that was my issue. I just wasn't plugging in enough. But I mean, I just had zero fun doing it. I so mean, I'm just like. 
eh. Some of them work that you're you're like constantly winning, but you're actually not. Do you know what I mean? Like your bet yeah. is always less. Right, and then you, right, right. The couple it's like times you're I winning won, so yeah. much, but yeah, it's it's kind <laughs> like of weird. Of it's I like, think I was doing like dollar bets, and I won like I think nickels. Like I yeah, won a nickel. I was like, it's how is that a win? Like I bet a dollar. Like a, a nickel is not a win game. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's true. Close it's, to a win. It's kind of strange. I, it, I, I didn't lose all of my money on that bet, but I can't get much of it back. Yeah, no, it's funny I'm, how those those work. I am such a just a video gamer that um, on the the Friday that we were there, we'd already spent the last. The first two days, we walked 10 plus miles just going everywhere. And then on the third day, my wife's like, I want to go to this mall. And she's like, I do not expect you to come with me. Sweet. So <laughs> we hung out at the pool in the morning to the early afternoon, had lunch, and then split up. And I was staying at the Luxor, and they've got the HyperX sports gaming or esports gaming arena there. <laughs> so instead of throwing more money into a slot machine, I spent twenty dollars for two hours of PC gaming time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Played nice. Rocket League for two hours in Vegas. So you went on vacation to play Rocket League. Got it. <laughs> okay, I, I see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you want to do what you enjoy doing on vacation and that's I what feel i enjoy you. doing so i feel you i i found a way to make that happen and one of my buddies from my discord for that game was also taking an early friday so we played two hours of 2v2 and had a great time nice that's great man yeah so tell yeah. us about this game your your piece right, of resistance so, so to speak yeah here's here's the game that i drag myself away from rocket league every now and again um <laughs> to play uh, it is death loop it was released on september 14th of 2021 a fairly recent release and as of it still might be on sale when this goes out so look for it i think it's marked down to like 40 bucks now um, I was trying you were to kind anticipating of wait. this quite a bit, weren't you? I, I was anticipating this. It was going to be down to about 40 around Black Friday or maybe sooner. I ended up getting it for, I think, like 45. I found a deal because I was really excited. I really wanted to play this game. But yeah, it should be down to 40 and probably be 40 through the holidays, I would imagine. But yeah, so there's your budget gamer, Dan. But released <laughs> on September 14th, developed by Arcane Studios, published by Bethesda. Some similar games in the vein of this that they've made are the, uh, oh, jeez, it just completely slipped my mind and I didn't write it, Dishonored. Dishonored 1 and Dishonored 2. And I played a little bit of Dishonored 1 and I wasn't like super into it, but at that time I was more like um, first person shooter, Halo, Destiny kind of vibes. Right. And this was more like single player think of clever ways to break in and assassinate or do something kind of thing. So it wasn't okay. quite my cup of tea, but I'm kind of excited. I almost kind of now want to go back and play Dishonored 1 again because I still do have it in my Steam library and just reinstall that and just go play it now that I'm a little more appreciative of what it's trying to do. I just wasn't mm -hmm. at the time. But yeah, so this one's a first-person shooter investigative time loop game. So yeah, let's just smash all those genres together. Yeah, so why not? <laughs> in the game, there's four different areas of this island that you're on. There's four times of day, morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. And each area has something different going on at the different times of day. And so the loop, the, yeah, it's really cool. So, I mean, you're just investigating. It's got a really nice kind of menu system to kind of track all of your investigations you have going on. It kind of tracks it and points at where you need to go next. So you can kind of like 
um, each like investigation kind of just has a line. And once you're done with it, it'll let you know that you're done with that investigation line. Okay. So it's just really nice. I mean, you just really play the game at your own pace. You can just do whatever you want. You know, essentially you can just run around. I, I have noticed I've gotten most of the investigations done. It won't let me go to some areas now during certain times, just because there's nothing more I can learn from it. So I've completely cleared that level and time of day. And mm-hmm. so I don't know, like, I guess I haven't tried to actually click on it, but it just says you have nothing to like, it essentially says something like you have nothing to learn here. So that's kind of interesting, but your end goal is you're trying to assassinate eight different people in a single day to break the time loop and escape this single day. Um, every time you start over, uh, when you first start, you don't have, I mean, you have nothing. You literally wake up on an island, but you very early in the game get this ability to kind of earn this resource called Residuum, and it allows you to buy some of the items that you find on your loops, so that way you can build up a little arsenal of different upgrades, like you have character upgrades, weapon upgrades. Um, when you kill the visionaries that you're killing, they have superpowers, So my favorite two superpowers right now are Shift, which allows you to teleport. Um, When you kill the the enemies again that you already have their superpower, you start to get kind of like upgrades to the power, and you can equip two different upgrades. So right now my teleport ability has long range, and if I do it two times in a row, I hover for a second, so I can like clear like from one building to another, like over a street that I wouldn't normally be able to. Mm-hmm. But like you can like kind of pause, you kind of hover there, and you can choose the second spot you teleport to. So it's really cool. And then my other one that I really like is called Nexus, and that's if a group of enemies are standing close by, you can essentially link them all together. So then whatever happens to one of them happens to all of them. So like probably the best gun in the game is just this SMG that's silenced. And you can put some nice gun upgrades on it to make it really powerful and essentially very accurate. <laughs> I would so, imagine so. So you'll I'll just yeah, I just teleport like rooftop to rooftop, find a group of like three to four enemies, link them all together, and headshot one of them and they all drop. You know. Fun stuff. But yeah, Sounds like so it. The games, it is fun. It's kind of funny. Like some people say it's too easy. And I can definitely see that. Like you're super powerful. Um They've been working on. Can you increase the, difficulty? I don't think so. They don't really have. They don't really have a. No, like the only way you could really increase difficulty is there is a protagonist um, that hunts you from time to time, and you can turn that on to be human players. Oh, so okay. Actual PvP action within your single player game. I have mine set to friends only because I don't know. I just. <laughs> I don't love, I I don't know. I want to play as Joanna, but I don't know if I want random dudes dropping into my game and just ending me. (laughs) You're worried you just don't have enough skill in the game yet to go that route? eh, Just, yeah, a little bit of that. Just a little bit of, yeah, I don't know. So that's probably one way you could make it tougher because then if you die, it's like each time period, if you die three times in that time period, you're like your day starts over. So it's at least nice that like your first death isn't just like, oh, game over, you're starting over again. There's a little bit of room right. for um 
you know, like if you fall off something, like you can't swim in the game. So if you fall in water, you just automatically die, which is kind of annoying, but doesn't happen very often. But yeah, just like one of those isn't going to ruin your run. Gotcha. But yeah, the game's really good. The sound and the graphics are amazing. Like, I don't know, the story is really interesting. The investigations are fun because you're looking for just random leaflets of paper that you have to read and different things and just as you're walking around the levels you're seeing these places it's like hmm that door is locked right now it needs to be powered how do i power that door up so i can come to it the next time um there's just certain like there's a person i'm trying to save right now before they get killed so that they're in a different part of the level later because they have a shop that i want to get into that i haven't been able to yet but if they die in the morning they're not going to be there in the afternoon Oh, different stuff like that yeah so there's just all the, it's it's been super fun uh the game really does want to be played as a stealth game i was playing with my nexus and shift powers for a long time and then i tried to just be like super tanky high health and just walk down the middle of the street and just <laughs> you know just kind of go rambo a little bit right. um and yeah, like one of the one of my runs got ended because apparently if the bad guy knows you're coming, they just blow up the entire island. Oh, <laughs> nice. Good job. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I guess we'll have to be sort of sneaky. <laughs> but no, it's just yeah, finishing. Just... I'm at a point where I'm really close to like I could probably finish the game. I think I have one more visionary i just need to finish the investigation on but like i said there's a bunch of kind of like little side quests and stuff that i'm having fun with and i do need to like branch out and try some of these other builds like use the other powers because i pretty much just use the same two powers throughout so yeah, yeah. maybe that's why it's so easy dan <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i found a comfortable play style that yeah no like other people have said it's kind of easy but i don't know it's kind of nice as an old man gamer that you know I punishing games like Celeste or something like that. I appreciate, but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't want to be frustrated while I'm playing the game. No, fair. Did you, it kind of sounds like 12 minutes in a way, like a more evolved in-depth version of 12 yeah, minutes. Yeah, no, it very much is because you're not having to do the same things over and over again. Some of the things that you do, it carries over for you. So you're not having to redo the same, same things every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, like eventually to kill all eight of them there will be like a prescribed path you'll have to go on and if you mess up anywhere you'll have to start over and do it again but as far as everything else like i was just having fun like bouncing from place to place kind of looking at each time of day which investigations i had and what they would lead to and just kind of having fun you know figuring out what path i wanted to take right that's cool i like it yeah no super so fun check it out you'd recommend it I would. I definitely would. Like I'm like 30 plus hours in at this point. So I've already gotten, you know, almost a buck a minute. I'm going right. to easily push the 40, 45 probably. I guess I could look really quick. Maybe I am higher than that now. Death loop, 32.9 hours. So yeah. Okay, cool. So um, my last game is, uh, it's a board game actually. I kind of hit hey. the spectrum today. I went video game, card game, board game. So uh, it's called Mansions of Madness, and it's mm. nothing new, but it's uh, no, it's a great. Not. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> uh, but uh, I finally played it for the first time. I've had it for like years and legit <laughs> cracked it open for the first time. Nice. Um, it was a lot of fun. So it's the second edition, and it's by Fantasy Flight Games. 
uh, I seem to be drawn to those games, which is both a great thing and a terrible thing all at once, which I'll dive into. So this is a board game that has a companion app to it. And it's kind of like an RPG in a way because you're things happen you take turns where you as the players which are called investigators go then you have a mythos turn which is the horrors within the mansion take place and it just kind of there's dice rolling to it and it's like a pass or fail if you if you hit your based on your stuff like kind of like DD in a way when you have different traits and then certain things happen that cause you to have to utilize your traits with the dice and if you get it then you don't take any incidentals and if you fail well then you you have some bad things happen to you uh it's really well done if you've played any of the arkham horror stuff it's very much in that vein like precisely like similar characters i mean similar same character names as the card game uh, you just play it a little bit differently and it the app just makes it great it has its own soundtracks so there's sound happening as well <laughs> nice. you yeah and then you build kind of um the mansion as you go so there's all these cardboard tiles which build out rooms as you go and then it tells you to put clues in the rooms and the the app mimics what you're doing in the game so uh it's it's really well done and it's really fun to play if you have not i definitely recommend it one thing i will say though is the instructions as per the mo of ffg are incredibly tedious and wordy (laughs) to the state of it not being necessary it's like like the person I was playing this was like, why does it say it like that? And I was like, well, it's because it's a Fantasy Flight Games instruction manual. That's why. <laughs> and they're like, it doesn't make any sense to be worded that way. And we're going to play again because this is our first time playing. So we didn't really get the full experience. Uh, but there's a lot of different campaigns you can do. And there's different areas you can go. Like I saw there's like stuff where you're going into the docks. And yeah, it's, it's really well, well done and well thought out. But um she said she was like i think i'm going to actually watch a tutorial on how to play before we do it again because those instructions were just too much and i was like yeah fair <laughs> i get that so as um, is the living. mo of ffg that's uh that's that's the way it is but i do recommend the game it's uh it's a lot of fun especially if you're like an rpg player and you don't want to go through like the process of creating characters and going through that whole thing this kind of has like predetermined characters for you and you're going to get to have that kind of rpg experience to agree you can like pick up items you have special abilities that trigger every round in some way or another it's it's really fun and really well thought out and it's got those spooky vibes which was perfect for uh this past week when it's halloween's approaching yes yeah, I've I just bought a humble bundle today that has a creepy psycho puzzle solving. I'm really liking these puzzle solving kind of cinematic games that can be played in like under ten hours. Nice. And now like becoming my new thing, like Why solving not? puzzles and yeah, there's a humble bundle right now that had had one that sounded very interesting along with like four other games that seemed pretty interesting. So maybe more on those later. Perfect, yeah. Next month. Ooh, next month. Uh, I need my kids to be like a little bit older for some of these board games. Yeah, I, I hear you. I just I just need more friends <laughs> that want to play board games with me, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> I wish you lived in either. the same freaking city uh, as me, oh my for goodness. goodness. Yeah. That the be... shenanigans we'd get up to. Oh, it would be um, so good. So good. Yeah. Actually, funny enough, my my friend that I do game with a lot, he um we were talking about maybe we should like both move in together because then we could get like an actual like big house. And then we just yeah. realized that we're both 36 and it would just be stepbrothers and there was no point in doing that. So we're like, no, let's not do that. So, yeah. I still fail to see the problem there. 
Um, yeah, I know. I mean, as you know, as we're both single right now, so if we get any significant other at this point in the life cycle, it's not a good situation because the other person is on the hook. So we realize that's yeah, also that's a true. component. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but I guess it's time to do the final segment of the show, and it's the games that made us. And uh, today I'm up. Yep. So, Dan, I'm sure this game is not going to be one you've never heard of before or you are not familiar with. I am very familiar with this game. Yes. So the game I'm going to be talking about is Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm, now, it was so pretty so good it was like it's like whoa i can't believe it looks like that can you believe the 3d <laughs> graphics and like now you're looking back you're just like chuckling to yourself at yeah. that but it was so good and the reason why i liked it is because i believe i was a subscriber to nintendo power who at wasn't the time. yeah right and it came <laughs> with a a promo video which was mailed to you as a cassette of, of, that you had to use your vcr to watch and you plugged it in and it had this whole like basically what you'd watch on YouTube right now and every single game that comes out has now had to be created and manufactured into a VHS format. And it kind of showed how the 3D modeling was for the game and kind of gave you a teaser of what it was going to look like. And it was so cool to have that anticipation and hype for the game that uh, you really got to appreciate those revolutionary 3D graphics that they were showing. And for those of you not familiar, it is a side-scroller game. And uh, just seeing that video, like, I was so stoked about this game. And I remember just playing it, like, over and over, collecting all the letters and everything. And it was, like, the absolute best. Like, to this day, I have, like, this soft spot in my heart for all Donkey Kong games, like, to the point where I made sure I bought one for my Switch, the the one that was out. I don't know about you, man. Yeah, I mean, I remember. It's, like, I don't think I ever owned it, but one of my best friends did. So, I mean, I could pretty much play it whenever. I remember we did play quite a bit, and I think I maybe borrowed it and beat it a couple of times. And yeah, I mean, it, like the graphics, like you said, it was for us kids at that time. It was just like, holy smokes, this looks so nice! Like, yeah, like shadows, and they they seem to have actual depth to the characters, and yeah, it's not polygons. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, and remember, you got to ride those animals in it, which was like, it like the most fun part of the game. Yeah, it was really cool. And I was, um, there was so much anticipation and excitement, obviously, because there's a promo video, which was also unheard of for stuff like actually getting to see um, video footage of things for a game coming out. I mean, this was like pre internet for sure, before <laughs> internet was really a big thing. And yeah, so that was that was just amazing. And then uh, I actually got it on Christmas Day because back then they were really big on, you know, the Christmas yep. releases. So. Oh man, Christmas Day getting to play new <laughs> video games. That's that's is there is there anything better? I mean, any day playing new video games was a pretty good day, but yeah, like Christmas Day, like I mean I remember As a kid it was the best. <laughs> I know, yeah. My I think my best Christmas I think was nineteen ninety and I got an NES with the zapper and the action pad and a, like oh, a little mini lazy boy. <laughs> and it had the three-in-one wow. cart of Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and world-class track beat. And oh my goodness, what a Christmas that was. Yeah, oh yeah, the memories, the memories. <laughs> I know everyone else who's listening right now is, is nostalgic like right now. I wasn't now. born yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think our listeners are that young. I don't know, all 20 of them. How you guys doing? Yeah, exactly. Maybe a gal in there, I don't know. 
Yeah, and if uh, if if you uh, if you can share the podcast with a friend who you think would would appreciate our banter, we would we would greatly appreciate it. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode, Dan. Unless you got something Indeed. else you want to add? No, I guess it's my turn for the games that made us. I'll have to think about that for the end of next month. And yeah, like I said, maybe I'll try to play through that uh, that game I just got, so I can have a new game to talk about next week or next <laughs> next week. So used to doing weekly. I just want to say I know, yeah. Time. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely be coming at you with the the new Pokemon. I believe I'm getting uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Diamond. I don't know. I can't remember the name. It's the Diamond <laughs> one, though. It's the new Pokemon Diamond one. I'm I'm gonna get. Uh, my friend and I discussed, and he's gonna get the other one. I'm gonna get this one, so we can do some tradesies if need be. But I will Thanks. promise you, I'll be coming with an update for that game. Excellent, 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 excellent. Cool. All right, folks, have a good one. Let's go play some Soul Forge.